Welcome everyone to this episode of Palmetto Guardian. Today we will be talking about our cultural backgrounds as well as Unity Day. I'm Specialist Chelsea Baker. And I'm Specialist David Erskine. And do you see that little... <laughs> for anybody, anybody who's watching, you see the little... You see the little... That's that's a look of somebody from above the Mason Dixon line. As well, well, I didn't know where this was going. So <laughs> I, was, I was letting you take it away. Yeah, yeah. That was there was some attitude in that look. Uh, but uh, no, uh, if for people who don't know, Specialist Baker is not from the South. I'm not. Where are you originally from? I'm originally from a little place north of Pittsburgh called Elwood City, Pennsylvania. So you're a Philadelphia Eagles fan? Uh, no. We're on opposite sides of the state. <laughs> um, My family literally bleeds black and gold. That's like, terrible. What kind of condition is that? <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers condition. Well, yeah, that is terrible. <laughs> um, hey, we got our terrible towels. Well, you at least you got that going for you. I can't say anything. I'm a Raiders fan, yeah, so yeah. we're in shambles. We're like a bunch of hobos on the West Coast trying to play football right now. <laughs> Oh yeah, I know. It's it's the time of the year for me to start crying because football season is right around the corner. You know. I'm excited for football. Season. Well, I mean, you're a Steelers fan. I'm a Raiders fan. We obviously have different opinions what football season <laughs> means at this point in time. Um, no, but I mean, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I for those of you who can't tell by the accent, I was raised in Oxford, England. Oxford, England? Yeah. Okay, I feel like this is going back to all the episodes where, like, I tell you something. No, no, I wasn't really. I wasn't really. I, was, I wasn't. I, um, I'm from a small area right outside of Columbia, South Carolina, known as West Columbia, South Carolina. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. I was going to say, like, this goes back to me saying stuff that you don't know and you know that I don't tell you about something about myself. And I was going to say... How the heck have I known you this long and you not told me this? Now, yeah, no. But uh, now, oddly enough, though, my family is actually, um, my mom's side of the family is actually from Trinidad. So I'm, I guess, I mean, they're Islanders, but my family is more directly Spanish from Castilian Spain, which is northern Spain. So uh, my family's last name uh, uh, is Guevara, which... uh, for anybody who's into history and revolutionary people, yes, it's spelled the exact same way as Che Guevara from Venezuela. Um, <laughs> no relation that I know of. Um, but yeah, so uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I was obviously raised in the South, and I like uh, cornbread and collard greens, a little fresh green onion, maybe some buttermilk. Y'all eat stuff like scrapple. Like what? Scrapple is that a thing? That's the thing up north, right? And, and and what is it? Do y'all call a Philly cheesesteak a Philly cheesesteak, or is it like a whiz whiz or something well, like? Like in Pennsylvania, well, northern states, I guess. Um, sandwiches, like a sub, we would call hoagies. Yeah. So when I moved down here, and if I said hoagie or pop or something like that, people would look at me like I had a disease or something. When the world's pop. Soda. Well, soda. Soda, a Dr Pepper. Oh, you mean right? Coke. So, you say Coke for everything. (laughs) We say pop. And up north, we don't say y'all. 
Well, I uh, think because I've grown up here yeah. most of my life, but y'all uh, And um, I had some friends from New Jersey. They like to say "use guys." Yeah, but I'm not Jersey. I'm no. Yeah, so being a Philadelphia Eagles Eagle fan, I can understand why you wouldn't say "use guys." Oh yeah, no. <laughs> do, we need, do we need to like go off camera and have a discussion? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Two different sides of the state. I would win. Um, no. I don't know about that. What? Oh, I am old and broke, so she's got a pretty I could good. Definitely outrun you. So yeah, running with <laughs> running. That would always be a, a viable tactic. Um, but uh, yeah, so what other kind of stuff? Because I imagine, I mean, obviously we have a lot of folks from wherever in the guard, but you know, a lot of us are from South Carolina. Um, I feel like a lot of Northerners are moving to the South for like retirement or just get away because of the snow and yeah. the weather. I mean, literally, I could go somewhere every single day and meet somebody from Pittsburgh. Yeah. It's crazy. Snowbirds. Yeah, pretty much. Y'all are flocking down here. But see, that's the thing. Like, can you really consider me a Yankee? Because, yes, I was born in Pennsylvania, but I've lived in Charleston since I was seven. I've been, I've lived in Charleston for 20 years. Listen. That's more than most of my life. Listen, I, I can end this discussion, and let me tell you how. Okay. My son was born on June 28th. We moved to Columbia, South Carolina, July 7th, I think. Like a week and a half after he's born. If you ask my wife what my son is, and she's like, he's Texan. <laughs> and not only that, she has convinced the child <laughs> that he's Texan. He's Texan, and he will go get his birth certificate and show you where it says he was born in Tomball, Texas. I mean, Yes, I get that, but I don't know. I've been here for so long. Like, I don't think I have an accent. I don't really say the terms that... You say you're culturally adjusted. Yeah, that's a good word. I like that word. You like that word? Do you eat grits? I actually just started to. Uh, Oh, you almost blew this interview, and I was going to have to fire you. Oh, okay. Well, the Army changed that because, obviously, when you're in the field... Breakfast is always the same. Eggs, bacon or sausage, and grits. So I had to learn to like grits because if I didn't eat them, then I would be hungry. Yeah. And then I just, I acquired the taste, I guess. I mean, what do, you, what do y'all eat out there? Oatmeal, cream of wheat? Cream what? Of, well, I didn't, but my family growing up would eat cream of wheat. I never knew what that was until mm. somebody brought it to my attention yeah. about the whole grits thing, but. I remember having, I remember having cream of wheat once when I was a child. They put some kind of little swirl stuff on it or whatever, with yeah. some kind of like jelly type thing or whatever. Yeah, but I mean, up there, like, hoagies are a big thing. Mm-hmm. If you order a steak salad, it's gonna. And when I first moved down here and would order a steak salad, like, the waitresses would give me this funny look because I would order a side of fries. Because if you order a steak salad in Pennsylvania, it's gonna come with fries on top of it. And, like, people think it's the weirdest thing, but it's a thing. I agree with those people. <laughs> you should try it. It's really good. Maybe I will. Maybe I will. And then for you, I can make you some cornbread and buttermilk. Cause we, I'm not a big cornbread. I've had a couple that are good, but... Listen, this this might be deep south right here where I'm about to head. Okay. And, and this West is, Columbia is deep south. Ooh, listen, you have <laughs> no clue, all right? Um, my, my, that side of my family migrated from Winsboro. 
and anybody that just heard that statement knows exactly what I mean. Um, <laughs> they, um, I'll make you some, my dad takes cornbread, mm-hmm. right? And he breaks it up in a bowl mm-hmm. and he pours buttermilk over it mm-hmm. like it's cereal and eats, it. and eats it with a fresh green onion. <laughs> he chews, <laughs> bite of cornbread and buttermilk. Really? Yeah, that's some country stuff right there. I feel like we need to have like an episode on the podcast of like taste test from our different, not culture. Well, I mean, they're cultures. They're cultures. I mean, northern culture is distinctly different than southern culture. I mean, the the food, the accents, the dialects, um, you know, even the religion. Uh, is very much different north to the south, you know, what the predominant religions and stuff like that are. Yeah, so, I mean, they're very much different cultures. Um, yeah, that's fine. Don't bring me that Scrapple stuff. I've heard about that. I don't even know what that is. I'm going to have to Google it. From what I understand is basically they take everything after they cook breakfast, right? All the stuff that's just left over on the grill, they throw an egg or something on it, and then that's it. Yeah, I definitely it's don't like, know what that it's is. Like, it's like our version. No, it's not quite our version of hoghead cheese, but. You don't want to know what that is. <laughs> it just sounds like I don't want to know what it is. So a little little interlude story here. Way back when I was a young man, my first job outside of my stepfather working me to death in construction at the age of twelve was <laughs> um, was a uh, I was a I worked for a butcher shop. Yeah, I've heard some stories about the butcher shop. Yeah, well, one of the, one of the stories from the butcher shop is my boss felt that it was necessary that I be able to taste everything in the store at some level mm-hmm. so that i would be able to talk to customers and say yeah it's good it's this whatever well one thing that we had was hoghead cheese and so i had to try it is it cheese made from hogshead kind of yeah <laughs> so you make sausage right yeah and then you have stuff left over and you make a hot dog and then you have stuff left over and then that's what you make the hoghead cheese left out of it's like Putting a piece of vinegar jello in your mouth. That does not sound good. No, not at all. <laughs> Why do people eat that? I don't know. We just grew up on it, I guess, you know. Waste not, want not, you know. Whatever you can. Uh, no. But, yeah. Um, maybe somebody out there has had it and they like it. Maybe they'll leave us a comment yeah, and be like, hoghead cheese is awesome. I'd be like, yeah, all right. Go for it, my man. That's like chitlins. Like, why do people want to eat chitlins? Whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you think sausage casing is? I don't know. All natural sausage I'm casing? I'm going to eat lunch today now. I'm definitely eating lunch today. <laughs> the more we talk about this, the longer <laughs> I'm getting. I'm feeling like I need some cornbread and buttermilk. Um, but, yeah. And so all that to be said is obviously me and you are very different people. Yeah. Outside of just the fact that you're female and I'm male. Um, I'm old and you're young. Um, Oh, there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> and I have model good looks for those who aren't watching on YouTube. <laughs> but um, you know, we come together, we do our job, and 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 that's true across all everything. You know, um, Air Guard, Army, all the military. We're we're just a melting pot, not just a melting pot of you know Northerners and Southerners or West Coast people. My, my wife's a California girl. Really? Yeah, she's born in Downey, California. That was the home of the first McDonald's, I think, if I'm not mistaken. I think so she why was. does she claim 
Texas. Right, exactly, because it's something about Texas. Texas is Texas's own black hole in the universe. <laughs> you go there and you think, I lived there for five years. I don't claim myself as a Texan. But she she's kind of similar to you. She uh, she was born in Downey. She moved to Texas. When I don't know, maybe she was like six years old, something like that. Mm-hmm. So she lived most of her life in Texas. So she's like, I'm a Texan. And I'm like, no, you're not. You're a California girl. <laughs> and uh, I was like, I did I did what, you know, they said I, I I went and got me a California girl, um, ah, you know, which they all. World. Yeah, that's right. I got a I got a redneck Californian girl, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, so you know, there's that, and then like I said, you know, obviously part of my family is from Trinidad. They came over in the '50s, and I, I still have family uh, that live in in Trinidad. Um, my dad's side's Italian, and apparently I have family still in Italy. Like Sicily? No. I've asked my grandparents. Everybody run. <laughs> I've asked my grandparents exactly where. I take back all the jokes I said about you. No, I know that for a fact that it is not Sicily, but I, I cannot remember for the life of me. And I ask them all the time, and they tell me, and I just can't remember. I, um, one of my great aunts. You ready? Mm-hmm. You ready? This mind-blowing right here, all right? <laughs> my great aunt um, is Mother Superior Ruthie. She is the head of the convent in Trinidad. Okay. My family is uh, on that side is obviously being from the islands and Hispanic or devout Catholic. So this uh, this this redneck Southern guy has a great aunt who is the head of the nuns. <laughs> that explains a lot. Yeah. Um, but, it, you know, obviously, like I said, we don't always know, you know, everybody's background and what we're into and where we came from. But, you know, there's cultures and ethnicity and religions and political viewpoints and all of this. And we take it and mix it, all together. mix it all together and then we make stuff out. I think that's why we work so well, because we're able to take ideas from different areas and mix them together and have viewpoints from a different view and learn from other cultures. And it just makes you well diverse. Mm-hmm. And being in the military and our jobs and encountering other cultures and working with other countries and states and all that, it's nice to be able to come together and work as one. Yeah. And you know what? The guards doing even more to help that. Um, and we, we do have somebody coming in to talk to us about it today and that's the new unity day. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're going to get to learn what that's all about and why that's important uh, moving forward. So today we have Brigadier General Jeff Jones, the Deputy Adjutant General for South Carolina, as well as Major Johnny Lynn Rachez, the Director of Personnel for the Air National Guard. Good morning. Thank you guys for being here. You're welcome. Great to be here. Great to be here. So today we're going to be talking about Diversity Day, correct? Yeah, yeah, the the Unity Day stuff. on the 23rd. Yes. That's fine. But Unity. that's fine. That's 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 what it's about. Yeah. That's it's, it's about celebrating it's about celebrating diversity. So that's exactly what it is. It is diversity day. We are calling it Unity Day, but it, it is all about it's all about celebrating diversity. Um now this is this was a, a move made before we we had um, I guess multiple events throughout the year recognizing uh, different cultures. And that we've now decided to go down to this this one unity day. What kind of, uh, I guess, preference that or, or made that change come about? So we looked at um, models across the nation, and um, it started with the National Guard Bureau, both on the Army and the Air. And this is their model where they've taken all the observances 
from January throughout December, and they picked a day just so it could be more inclusive. So it's it was um, an opportunity to take all the special programs and just put them in one day, and then, so let me backtrack. So everybody knows diversity, right? And so now we have this model called diversity and inclusion. Everybody says, okay, we're recognizing difference, but now we need to start including. And so we invite everybody to the party, but how often do we talk to everybody at the party? And so this model, this model like, hey, let's take all the special programs and see how it fits with South Carolina. How can we model what the national um, level has done? And so we're excited, um, more so on the Air Force side. I'm pretty sure the Army has some initiatives. Um, they're, also, they're also calling saving airmen's time as a drill status guardsman with all these competing requirements. Our, our times are, are, our day is pulled all sorts of the way in, in one drill. So we're trying to capitalize on saving airmen and soldiers time as well as doing the diversity and inclusion model. So if it works for South Carolina, if it fits in line with our programs on the Army and Air, then we hope we could push this model down to the unit levels throughout the state and then they can model that on on their side at the uh, armories okay so that's how it, it, it evolved oh that's pretty cool and i want to also capitalize too a, a keynote is um some special programs get more attention than the others and it's, it's it's to no point of preference it's just the level of effort and the level of energy and so we're trying to use this this opportunity to put the same level the same line of efforts uh, max participation in one day for all special programs. And that way it's um, equal attention. Gotcha. Now, uh, for you, sir, this is actually coming, uh, this uni day comes pretty quickly, I guess, in the start of your career as Deputy Adjunct General, because you've only been doing this for a little bit at this point. Oh, 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 look at that. That's what happens in real world right there. <laughs> Here, See, when you, when you ask a question you're not supposed to ask, the microphone falls over. That's right. So, that yeah, was too intense I, I, I actually almost moved over and started talking, right. talking that way, yeah. talking away. Kind of like board talk, thing yeah, where too. they lay the chair on right. the floor and tell you to take right. your chair. Yeah. All right. So, so, so uh, you, you are correct. My, really, I'm, I'm in my first three months of serving as the Deputy Adjutant General of South Carolina. Uh, I've been doing this for, for almost 35 years. So I, I, I tell everybody it took me 34 years to get full time, right? And and and, and, and here I am. But um, I think I think I think I bring a perspective here when we talk specifically about Uni Day and, and diversity, uh, because I I have been in every formation type of formation that we've had uh, in, in in the Army National Guard, and I've had the privilege of uh, of working uh, with the great. Uh, air formations that we have out at McIntyre and, and what I bring into this position I think uh, is is a perspective it's a perspective of who we are and really that's what that's what unity day really is about right it's it, it's about understanding everyone's perspective right and 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 and, and we we also enhance our own perspective uh, in, through through doing that you know so so and we, and we do that through you you do that through education but you do it through exposure, right? And and so 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 through watching the cultural observances, uh, the cultural practices, uh, it enhances that perspective. So I bring that perspective here 
uh, uh, and, and also, if you really look at, at, at diversity, um, uh, we are as about a diverse force, I think, uh, that you can find. Uh, I think uh, Johnny Lynn and, and, and I both probably, st I imagine you started uh, uh, with uh, whether a drill sergeant, drill instructor telling you we're, we're all Army Green or we're all Air Force Blue, right? There's no yellow, black, and white. We're all one color. And, and, and really, that's, that, that, that's not the case. That, that's, that's not the case. Our strength in the National Guard emanates from our diversity. And, and from someone uh, like Johnny Lynn or, or myself who, who grew up, whether you grew up on the flight line, you, you grew up in a, in a unit from the company all the way through uh, the, the brigades, uh, we, ha we have diversity of race, diversity of sex, diversity of social status. Uh, and and, 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 and we, we, we drive our strength from that, but what we have to do is that we have to groom that, we have to nurture that, we have to in, in, enhance that because all of those perspectives uh, uh, combine combine to make us an effective outfit. And if we don't do that, then then, then we will not be as an effective outfit. Um, now we've we've touched obviously we've talked about the the Unity Day and, and things like that. But what are um, for somebody who may be interested in coming out? What 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 are some of the things that we're going to have going on for, for the Unity Day event? What do we have planned? Oh, it's so exciting. <laughs> but, don't, you but, just, don't you just feel it? But I want to take the opportunity to recognize General Jones. He mentioned that him as an individual brings perspective. And initially throughout the planning, um, the special programs are, are identified federally um, by, by DOMI, right? Oh. And so... Today, we didn't have the LGBTQ as a special program, and so when we were planning, General Jones asked about it, and we just made it happen. So when you talk about different mindsets, different experiences, that is what he does bring to the table, and that is why it's also at McIntyre, so we can have a more inclusive um, population for our service. And, and, it's, and it's also recognizing that, that I think it's, it's the charge of every leader whether you be a commissioned officer, non-commissioned officer, green or air, air or, or army, is understanding that each soldier, each airman brings value, mm -hmm. right? And, and, and so, and so that, that's, that's, why, that's why it's so important to recognize the entire gamut of, of diversity so that you can, you can recognize the value, you can nurture that value, and again, you can, you can un, unleash uh, that potential in, 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 in each and every soldier and airman within the force. I didn't Absolutely. mean to interrupt you, but that's, I think that's an important point. Absolutely. So what's on the agenda? <laughs> Did I mention that we also have community partnerships as part of this Unity Day? No, I don't think we covered that. <laughs> right? So, <laughs> so um, e even though it's not a local event, such as like the air shows where we allow folks to come in, we've reached out to our community partners and said, hey, this is an opportunity first ever Army and Air combined in one day, one location. Um, so we were able to have um, Deputy Commissioner Dan Kuhn from the South Carolina Human Affairs come and be our guest speaker. He's one of two so far. We have a, represent, a representative from the local community who's gonna speak on behalf of the LGBTQ community. Um, we also have food tasting from the Asian Pacific Islanders. Um, 
I heard through the grapevine there might be some lumpia egg rolls for tasting. <laughs> so if you never tasted that, come on over. The Hispanic program uh, program's also gonna have food tasting. Both communities are gonna be um, performing as well. Um, the tables where we're gonna display information and have additional activities is um, exciting. So the African-American Black Program um, special program, they're having a panel, a panel of guest speakers just standing at the table to talk about their war experience, um, what it's like to be in the military, um, tons, tons of other cool stuff. General Jones will be there. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be eating. I will not be dancing or singing. I'll be eating. See, see I'm glad you make a point of that because that was really what I was asking the question for because I've been to the other unit, uh, other special events days and the food's always there. So I was, I was a little concerned, you know. You were concerned. I was like, listen, if we're shoving all this into one day, I expect like a spread. You know, no, need, no need to worry, brother. Okay, all right. Tasting. Tasting. My tasting is roughly a buffet-sized buffet place. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> if I may add something, while we were, we're looking forward to providing this to the full-time force, uh, you know, a lot of times we forget those great state employees and the job they do over in the TAG building, out at McIntyre, out at Leesburg, throughout our, our force. Our, our, our South Carolina uh, em employees uh, as part of the military department, such an important part of what we do. Uh, however, um, it's it's it is it is a challenge to get them out to this this program. I say a challenge. It's not a challenge for them uh, to come, but it's it's to it's because they're state employees. There are certain restrictions that that um, so so what we're going to do is at a point uh, after this unity day is that we're going to provide a little uh, portion of that here at the TAG building so that state employees can come down and also celebrate in, in, in diversity because they're such a valued part of our team and we want to ensure we want to ensure they have at least some type of exposure to this also yeah and uh, you know and that's a that's kind of another thing about the diversity of our our organization outside of just cultures and ethnicities it's the workforce itself absolutely up between air army state federal civilians and and everybody that falls underneath the uh the uh military department and, and you mentioned bringing it to the state employees but i imagine if this is something that works it could be expanded throughout the whole military department this would be something that they could implement if they they choose to yeah absolutely, absolutely. but if diverse if this really works and diversity works then, then whether they're a state employee, whether they're a technician, whether they're every, 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 an, AG, an AGR uh, soldier, uh, it, en it enhances the value that, that hopefully they feel and that they bring every day and increases productivity, it increases opportunities uh, for, for, for promotion, and, and, and in the end, it overall in, enhances the effectiveness of the organization, and, and, and that's, that's so important. Now, I imagine with something like this, and, and like I said, people start accepting, um, I guess, diversity. Not to say we don't accept diversity, but it's education. It's becoming more aware about it. I imagine we'll, we'll see some more, uh, I guess, diverse mentorship stuff start occurring from, from, from this type of event. Uh, absolutely Ab absolutely and, and 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 diversity is in, in investing in diversity uh it, it takes takes time and it, it takes it takes quality effort and a quality efforts through mentorship and and, and again uh 
through uh, through our, 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 our diversity program that, that we're really bringing on, I think, full steam uh, here in, in, in the South Carolina National Guard. I think we're going to see both short-term and long, long-term gains. And, and again, the end result in enhancing the overall effectiveness of the organization and how people feel coming to work and, and working as part of, of, of a diverse team. I like how you um, mentioned mentorship because through Unity Day you can you can get just that right. So for sure. instance, Kristen, she is our um, she is our program manager for disabilities, and so as we are um, talking about it through our planning stages, she's like, well, what what can I offer? I said, well, offer information that you see all the time because sometimes working with someone um, with the with a disability, we don't know we don't know how to approach them. We don't know how to ask for help. We don't know what's right, what's wrong, and so stuff um, questions like that and mentorship and how to identify barriers from your personal experience. That's what your subject matter experts are there for to to give you that information or that guidance, and it's it's it's. It's beyond the food. It's beyond the dancing, right? It's all. It's That's all right. about the interaction. You know how how can I better interact to break down barriers if my um, private Joe or Airman Snuffy beside me has a missing foot, right? Or am I over accommodating? Am I am I insensitive? So challenges like that, that the soldier, the airman, the civilian, the contractor, who they don't know how to go through that, that's, that's mentorship through Unity Day. And that's why we're going to have um, seven tables up there and, and signs that tell you who is the special emphasis program manager, your SMEs that are there. Okay. Now, I imagine you mentioned the program managers in, in these, I guess, these seven areas and things. Um, outside of Unity Day, I imagine that there'll be literature and education opportunities presented by these these individuals throughout the year. What what's the plan for that? You have such great questions. <laughs> <laughs> I think y'all rehearsed. <laughs> no, no. I, I, Next time we'll rehearse. <laughs> General McCarty has appointed your special emphasis program manager, and that's what we refer to as the acronym your SEPMs, right? And your SEPM scope is really the full time, but we're taking it um, broader broader than that through the JDAC, the Joint Di- the Joint Diversity Equal Committee, and so we're partnering together to put your 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 M Day DSG military with your full time force. So. After Unity Day, um, Unity Day was just the launch of the SEPMs uh, and the JDEC. Um, we're revitalizing that program at the state. After Unity Day, we have initiatives where we really want to do a lot of data mining and data analysis to see what barriers the state faces and, and the reasons for those barriers. Because, because some may be unintentional barriers. No one has ever really um, presented data in that way. So. So that's what we are going to um, start leaning to as um, as a special emphasis program manager and partner with the JDAC. Um, give the tools to leadership so that they can draft lines of effort and put all those initiatives together. Now, she mentioned tools for leadership. How does that affect, uh, I guess, leadership having that tool at your disposal? Well, uh, again, a, a lot of the, a lot of it is mentorship. 
a lot of it, a lot of his mentorship, and and a lot of it is is, is career career counseling. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is about ensuring uh, that 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 the soldiers or the airmen that you're mentoring have the right education at the right time, the right position uh, at, at the right time, and setting setting the setting the conditions uh, for advancement. And setting conditions for diversity in in, in the in the uh, in the organization. So I mean, we're kind of to the point. I, I mean, obviously, diversity has been around, but we're kind of breaking into a new field here to a certain extent, or, or an overhaul of an old uh, uh, situation, I guess, or a tool. Basically, we're we're refining it to the to the next level. Is what's going on? Is that kind of where we're headed with it? And I mean, what what future hopes do y'all have for the program? Well, uh, again, I go back the, the 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 National Guard, the Army Guard, the the, the Air Guard has, has been a, a, a I would say comparatively uh, the most the most diverse organizations, along with our of course the the Army and, and the Air Force and all the other services, probably the most diverse organizations that you would that you would find. Uh, uh, but but what what we're doing is 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 we're we're renewing uh, our focus on, on diversity. Uh, and renewing it in a way where again it 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 it, it, it places emphasis on on, on 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 again our effectiveness in the organization through through our through our diversity and uh, inclusiveness and and again um, the value that soldiers and airmen feel uh, about the jobs that they do and about their place in the organization. So so it's a long answer. Uh, and, and kind of a disjointed answer, but it, but it, but at the end of the day, I, w- I would say this is a renewal. This is a renewal. We re- we recognize that that we have work to do in this area, and we recognize that we've got to refocus. We got to re-energize our efforts. Uh, 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 as I said before, it it, it is not something uh, that that you can turn overnight, right? So it is it is a it is a long-term investment, and and so it, we've we've got to be resolute. In this, this is not something that you know we'll walk away from Unity Day. That we'll walk away, whether it be two or three quarters from now, and saying we've got it. We we're, we are now we are now a go in in in, in diversity. Diversity is something we have to continuously nurture, continuously develop. And, and so I would say this is this is this is the organization's understanding that we got to refocus on this. I like to mention the powerhouses too. Um, General Jones coming into his new position, this was a priority for General Jones. So without his top cover, um, the powerhouses, Colonel Sotomayor, she is the program um, overhaul for the special emphasis program. And then Captain Deerberry, she is our SEAM, our state equal employment manager. Then we have Chief Gwynn, who's helping out in the Office, office of Diversity and Inclusion and then they have private first class Turner on a temporary tech. So you're talking an overall with with four folks and then our special program managers. It's a lot of work. Um, that's why we're reaching out to all the airmen and all the soldiers. Take advantage of this Unity Day so that you can see what South Carolina National Guard has to offer. And then based off based off your experience, take that back to the unit and spread awareness and have conversations about it, talk about it. You know, hey, Jalen, you from Guam? What do they do on Guam? Is that a Guam? (laughs) (laughs) 
you know? That's a, that's a, that's a long car ride. Yeah, it is. That's both. A, I mean, both, did she get reimbursed for that? Both or what? plane and car. That's a plane, train, <laughs> time. Yeah. And let me add that we participate, we participate both regionally and nationally. Uh, with other states that come together to 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 figure how to how to how to get it how to get to head and what's what's the answer to 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 a, a, a good effective uh, productive uh, diversity program I will tell you that there are states uh, that are ahead of us uh, and and we're learning from them so so we reckon we recognize as I said before we we have work to do in this area the adjutant general recognizes uh, that we have work to do uh, in this area. Uh, the, the great news is, is, again, we have an adjutant general who believes in this. We have outstanding uh, both air and, and, and army uh, officers and non-commissioned officers uh, who believe in this all too, and they're, and they're all in on this. So um, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a special thing uh, to be a part of. Now, I'm, I'm going to sidetrack this just a little bit and this is kind of my little nod to you sir um for anybody who might be listening or watching that may have never met you before or, or don't know who you are which I, I can't imagine there being anybody at this point in time but for maybe the five soldiers that joined this week that don't know you um <laughs> there might not be any more of a soldier or airman uh centric officer maybe in the military Definitely in the guard, and I'm not taking away anything away from my other leadership. There, there's a story I tell about you to everybody I meet, uh, and I wasn't there for it, but I saw the results of it, and it was from. <laughs> it was uh, it was from the storm last year. There was a picture taken uh, down at one of our sandbag missions, and there's this private, and then there's this PFC, and standing in between them is a one-star general tossing bags and it wasn't for a photo op you had no clue we were down there somebody caught it as a candid shot and you were in there working shoulder and shoulder with the folks and I always tell that story whenever I'm like you got to go check this picture I was amazing I was like and, and, and so for people who don't who may not know you I, I'm telling you right now if he says he's working on something and if it's it's for the benefit of soldiers he's 100% invested well I, I thank you and 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 uh for for every uh, uh, moment you caught me doing something like that, you didn't catch plenty of other leaders throughout the organization are doing the same thing. I think a lot of us, you know, um, a lot of us were brought up by, um, especially officers who start out under a platoon sergeant, who uh, who, who who really uh, started uh, the whole uh, emphasis of um, you know the servant leadership. And, uh, and, and, and then I, I had great mentors. Uh, I, I had the privilege of deploying under General McCarty uh, to Iraq, and, and, and he's a servant, as, as much a servant leader as you'll find. And so, and so I, I would tell you that type of spirit, uh, that type of leadership, you see it uh, throughout uh, the armories in South Carolina. And I tell you, if you walk the flight line at McIntyre, you'll see the same thing. So uh, I'm just a, I'm just a I'm just a product of uh, of of, uh, of an organization in which a, a lot of a, a lot of leaders are all in. But I, I thank you for that. Yeah. 
Well, there you go. That's uh, that's kind of our. And if I could. Oh yeah, by all means, you're in charge of this. Yes, I am. <laughs> uh, so so uh, and, and you know I I, I I try to laugh a little bit. I think you I think I think you try to need to find a way to laugh every day and make work a fun when you when you can take take your job take the mission that we have so seriously when at the right times and maybe not take your yourself so seriously you know but um but 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 I want to uh, I, I want to take the time to thank you for this. And uh, and Captain Donnie did not pay me to do this, probably. <laughs> um, but uh, this is a for for old hats like me. When you hear podcasts, you know you, you just kind of wonder, you know, what yeah. all that entails. Uh, but 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 this is a great medium, and I think we're seeing already uh, through the town hall and all. Um, so 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 to to all those that that are that are tuning in, uh, I would encourage them to share the word. Uh, with uh, their their army guardsmen and air guardsmen, uh, that uh, that that this is a this is a tool how we get the message out, and this is how this is how we can answer the questions. This is how we can get after making our organization better. So, thank you, thank you for this, and yes. and then last to to all those that are listening out there, just. Um, not like I make it sound like a lot of people, but but for who all the who 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 are who who are. Um, Thank you for what you're doing, because because they're the ones out there doing the doing the tough work. Uh, we have a year now where the probably for in about five years we're going to have the most army guardsmen and air guardsmen uh, deployed, and so this is going to be a hard year for soldiers. It's going to be a hard year for airmen. It's going to be a hard year for families. And, and what we see through 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 these times like these, the traditional soldiers who deploy and do great things, but our full time staff. Uh, who is who, who is really doing the, the 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 tough tough work to ensure the organizations Kenyan we're, we're ready to receive those soldiers and airmen when they come back. So it's a uh, it's a it's a it's a challenging time, uh, but but they are they are all including you. You're you're doing you're doing great work. So if, just want to take this opportunity to thank them. Yes, sir. Well, we appreciate y'all taking time out of y'all's busy schedules, coming by and sitting and talking with us. Sure. Thanks again. Thanks, sir. So I'm excited about Unity Day. Yeah, I am too. Uh, yeah. No, go ahead. I was just saying I was excited too. <laughs> I think it's kind of cool though that they're merging all of the culture awareness days into one because time flies and everybody's busy and so it's hard to have to create an event every month or every however many weeks for all these different cultures and some might get more recognition than others. So it's nice. I feel like that they're bringing it all together as one to recognize everybody's cultural background and for everybody to have an understanding of where they come from, their views, their food, their activities, different things that they do. Because, I mean, we've covered several of the events here at the TAG building and stuff like that. And it, I think it's always fun to, to see and learn about all the different cultures that are out there that we might not be exposed to on a regular basis. Yeah, and uh, I'm excited about the food. Yeah. A little concerned, though. She said samplings. Yeah, but there, I feel like there's going to be enough for you to get at least a full plate of food. Okay. All right, because that's a big concern. If not, I mean, you could always, like, have a disguise and go around once as yourself and then yeah, change your disguise. Exactly. <laughs> I have an old Air Force uniform. Don't know if it fits, but um, <laughs> no, I get excited about other cultures' food. Um, one, because I, I did go to culinary school and stuff like that, and at one point in time, I wanted to be, you know, a chef. Mm -hmm. And and 
people's food has a lot of history into it, you know, and it tells you um, a lot about their culture and and even sometimes about the area they live in, you know, because this is this is the type of ingredients that were available, you know, to them. And not only that, uh, food is also a great place to see the sharing of cultures, Mm -hmm. you know, dishes and stuff change over the years depending on the influences of other nations and maybe you know who had lived there or you know when the romans were conquering the world they obviously brought their you know food uh stylings to different areas of the world and then uh, as they were conquering places they adopted you know food that they found and, and brought it back to them so food is a huge people i think people overlook food sometimes as a, as a a huge piece of uh, of our culture and kind of what we were talking about being you know northern and southern as it were um but yeah i mean it's a big deal um i think another thing that's going to come out of this is i'm going to tell my wife i'm going to take her on a trip around the world and, and then, then do it all in one day <laughs> That's like going to Disney World. <laughs> I literally was just talking to my friends about this and going to Animal Kingdom. And it's crazy because, I mean, I haven't been since I was like seven or eight, but you experience, they have a little piece of everything in one central location. So like you might be over here and you feel like you're in Africa and like they have different foods and drinks and the animals and things you would see there. And then you go over here and it's like Europe. So I mean, that's kind of a good point. <laughs> you're like, Hey, we're going to go on a trip around the world. And she like, it's all exciting. Packs a bag and then you literally drive 20 minutes down the road. And you're like, okay, we're here. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, it'll be, it'll be cool. And, uh, you know, obviously, if I get my son to come out, he's he's super into that stuff. I think kids in general nowadays are just more in tune with the rest of the world. Yeah. Um, just because they, I mean, in some ways, they're a little bit out, more out of touch with the world. But they're, they're more in tune because they've grown up in this whole world where everything's connected. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I grew up in a world where if you called further than the end of your street, you had to pay extra money for a long-distance charge. Um <laughs> So, and I got fussed at for it. Um, oh, I thought it was whenever you guys were sending uh, carrier pigeons. Oh, carrier pigeons. We got carrier pigeon jokes today yeah. on the show. I didn't know that you had phones. <laughs> we, sent, we sent smoke signals and rolled tablets down hills. Phones. Oh, my God. We, we did have the ones that you had to go and run your finger yeah. around. It took you like 20 minutes. So by the time you made the phone call, you'd forgotten what you were trying to call about. <laughs> Um, that, and, um, I remember, you know, before there was mo even, you know, wireless phones, you'd, you'd have that one phone, usually like in the kitchen or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it had like the 30 foot cord yes. on it. You'd be walking through the house, like whipping it around, <laughs> trying to go around stuff. No, 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 I'm fine. I'm just in here vacuuming, you know, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, even that's, you know, difference generations to generations. And that's, that's what all this is about, uh, is, is bringing all that together, um, and letting us share in it and then it being educational and being able to have fun and enjoy, you know, our differences so that it makes us stronger in what we do. Exactly. That's a very good point. Cause I, like I said before, I feel like bringing that all together is what makes us work so well together. And the more diverse we are, feel like the better very true so i'm specialist chelsea baker and i'm specialist david erskine and we'll catch you in the next episode